Hello everyone and welcome to another week of I Can't Believe That Happened. I have another really exciting episode for you guys and I say it's exciting because I study history a lot and until I read a graphic novel by Neil Gaiman called Sandman, which you might want to wait till you're a little older to watch or listen to or read, I'm doing great today, I promise. I had no idea who this man was. It was just a side character in this graphic novel I loved and I looked it up and it was real. So here's why I'm surprised. Did you all know that we had an emperor here in the United States? I had no idea. I want to tell you all about Emperor Norton. It's um, it's kind of a surprising, really fun story because I've never heard of one like it ever. Like in all of history, I've never heard of something like this happening. So we are going to learn all about Emperor Norton from San Francisco. So this is one of those stories that starts out when the United States was kind of at its I would say it's at its craziest. Uh, we'll, we'll leave that part alone. But this was a time where things were really in flux. And it really hit its head in the 1880s at the gold rush. And the reason this is like one of my favorite tales from history is that usually when someone goes for a power grab, it's usually because they want power. And they're one of those people who really needs to be powerful. And those people tend to tread on people a lot. And they tend to... Um, not always have everyone's best interest at heart. And this was not the case at all. And there was, usually when someone makes a power grab, there's a lot of violent, awful things that happen. Again, not the case at all. Um, Edward Norton was a visionary. And it's kind of interesting because a lot of his proclamations ended up being something that happened and were very good for the country and very good for California, especially good for San Francisco. He um he was always ahead of his time, like sometimes even a few hundred or a hundred years or so ahead of his time with what he wanted to get done. So this is a story of a fortune gained, a fortune lost, some very good ideas, two very good dogs, and a dear friend named Mark Twain. Joshua Norton was born in 1818 or 1819, depending on who you read, and he was born in Britain quickly migrated like as a toddler to South Africa and then moved right on over to San Francisco for the gold rush in 1849. He invested really heavily in real estate and built houses in some of the more fashionable districts. And he turned a $40,000 investment and keep in mind, this is 1800s money, $40,000 investment into over a quarter of a million dollars. That's crazy. He decided to put a huge gamble on rice, and unfortunately, that gamble not only didn't pay off, it ruined him. He went completely bankrupt and disappeared from the public record for a few years. But when he came back, he came back in a big, huge way. Please ignore the snorts, by the way. Um, that's my pug. She insists on being here, and uh, I can't say no to that flat little cute face. So the snorts and snores are my, my pug, so I'm sorry about that. Or you're welcome if you wanted to hear a pug snore. Okay, so this comes back huge. September 17th, 1859, the San Francisco newspaper publishes a statement, and this is the exact quote, at the preemptory request and desire of a large majority of citizens, I, Joshua Norton, declare and proclaim myself emperor of these United States. Wow, right? Like this guy just sends over a proclamation to the newspaper saying, I'm emperor now. Due to everyone wanting an emperor, I am now stepping into that job. 
And the newspaper printed it, thinking it was kind of funny, kind of interesting, would probably sell a few papers. So that's kind of an amazing amount of, uh, I don't know, chutzpah, courage, uh, <laughs> coming up with adjectives here. Uh, it goes on to say that it commands representatives from all the states to convene in the Bay Area <laughs> to make such alterations in the existing laws of the Union as may, oh, I'm not going to get this word right, ameliorate the evils under which this country is laboring. The edict was signed Norton the First, Emperor of the United States. Wow. All right. Um, Mr. Norton was usually dressed up in what you would kind of consider almost emperor-like clothes. He had um, the epaulets, which are the kind of shoulder pads with fringe. Best way I can phrase that. Navy coat and an ostrich feather plumed hat. And he would occasionally be carrying a military saber. Um, he didn't have money to buy this, by the way. All of his clothes ended up being donated either by the San Francisco military, the military station in San Francisco, or there would be clothiers who would honor the currency he would kind of hand out that he made. By the way, if this is like a visual picture for you and you're like, hey, I'd like to see what this looks like. Unfortunately, what I'm sending the podcast out in doesn't let me upload my pictures. But if you like the podcast, please go over to owlandtwine.com. And if you click on, I have um, the little podcast button right at the front of our um, publishing house. And if you just click on that, you'll be able to see all the photos that I upload from, from this. So you can actually see what he's dressed like and what the currency looked like. It's all pretty neat. Okay. So he also didn't have money to eat because being a self-proclaimed emperor oddly doesn't come with a high salary. So again, he would actually write out these notes of um, his own currency and the restaurants would take it. He would also give the restaurants he frequented a seal that says that it was frequented by the emperor of the United States. So they would frame that. This actually really became a thing. And tourists, now that there was the railroad, would come to San Francisco and would collect these notes as keepsakes. There were Emperor Norton Dolls, um, the theaters of San Francisco would save him a seat for opening nights. And the San Francisco's directory even listed his occupation as emperor. Kind of amazing, right? Okay, so what is an emperor if you can't make some proclamations, right? To say, hey, this is how I want it to be. And he was not short on proclamations. Again, if you go to owlentwine.com, you go through our show notes, there's a link under proclamations, and you can look at all of the things he said he wanted. Um, San Francisco newspapers were like, we have found gold. This is fascinating. And people are fascinated. So they would print all of these proclamations with a huge amount of fanfare. And they would be in the newspapers. Unfortunately, a overzealous police officer once actually arrested Emperor Norton on the charge of vagrancy. Um, yeah, that didn't go well. He almost got fired. And the people practically rioted in the streets and the newspapers just responded with this story of absolute outrage. No one was happy with this police officer and it never happened again. Afterwards, police officers would actually salute Edward Norton when they would walk by um, or Emperor Norton. I'm sorry. And uh, that was, that's pretty fascinating. <laughs> um, one of my favorite parts of like how the newspapers reported is kind of like what I keep alluding to and I'm saying it poorly. Um, this newspaper writer said it much better. Since he has worn the imperial purple, Emperor Norton has shed no blood, robbed nobody, and despoiled the country of no one, which is more than can be said for his fellows in the line. Meaning, 
This is an emperor who has not hurt a single person. He has not even offended a single person. He's doing his best in his proclamations to create equality. Um, an almost unheard of idea during the Civil War, directly after the Civil War. Uh, it's it's really worth taking a look at some of his proclamations, but this was an emperor who didn't hurt anyone. Uh, that just kind of takes a minute of what, what could power actually mean if someone actually went into power to help. I will leave it at that, but I thought it was pretty amazing. Um, in October 1859, he, in one of his proclamations, declared fraud and corruption prevent a fair and prosperous proper expression of the public voice in consequence of which we do hereby abolish Congress. So that was his way of saying like politics has too many um, people who are not in it for the right reasons and they're not telling the truth. And because they're not telling the truth, um, the regular people's voices aren't getting heard and changes aren't happening that regular people want. He also um, had a proclamation where he felt that African-Americans should be able to attend schools and ride public streetcars and have equality and how um, Chinese people should be able to have their testimony heard in court. By the way, side note, that was a thing. People of Chinese heritage could not appear in in court to give testimony. So we might do an episode on that some other time, but I think it's really important just to show how um, Norton was, was really trying to see wherever inequality had fallen down and tried to help out where he could. Um, he also urged for the rights of Native Americans. And it's really amazing when you're actually looking at the time period. Okay. In 1876, this is one of my favorite stories about him. He asked for funds to build a bridge between San Francisco and Oakland. So all of you here in California, um, and maybe more of you know that that's exactly what happened <laughs> in 18 in 1936, the Bay bridge was built. Um, so he was quite a visionary thinker. During um, Edward Norton's reign, Mark Twain, who you may remember from the adventures of Huckleberry Finn, he worked as a journalist, and there's a lot of um, theories and some support that they were actually kind of friends and would talk to each other. They both lived in San Francisco and frequented the same restaurants. Um, It's said that he even uh, modeled the king in the adventures of Huckleberry Finn after Emperor Norton. All right, so what's a day of an emperor like? Um, It's said that this emperor spent his entire days reading in the library, playing chess, going to religious services, or going for walks with the city's most famous dogs, Bummer and Lazarus. Uh, By the way, if you have not, um, if those two names sound unfamiliar, just head on over to owlandtwine.com or look through the past episodes. I have an entire episode on Bummer and Lazarus, and it is definitely worth listening to. That's one of my favorite episodes. Super fun. Okay. Emperor Norton died um, in 1880, uh, and all the way to New York, um, the New York Times was even reporting on his death, and he had reigned as emperor for 20 years. Um, The headline of the obituary in the San Francisco Chronicle read, Leroy at Mort. And forgive my French pronunciation, it's horrible, but that transfers over to the king is dead. His funeral stopped the city. Over 10,000 people attended. Um, It was amazing. All right. That is the end of our episode on the Emperor Norton. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for being patient with me when I had to take that big break. Some of you know I just finished a novel slash novel writing game called Blackwater Manor. And if you go over to Owl and Twine, if you want to do me a huge favor, 
sign up for um, Blackwater Manor and I can send you over for free the first draft and I just need people to play it. I just need people to read it and play it and give me back your honest feedback because I'm so excited about it, but it's just kind of living in my head right now and I need to hear from you guys what you think. So it's a bit of a horror game. It can be as scary and gross as you want, or it can be lightened up for smallers, um, but I think you'll enjoy it. Blackwater Manor um, is really an open universe for you to make your own stories and I'm super excited for it. All right. I will stop chatting. I've already gone way over. Thank you so much. Join us next week. I don't know what I'm going to do next week. I'm kind of hoping to get my history of horror movies all done and together. So I hope you tune in then. Thanks so much and have a wonderful week. And oh yeah, by the way, we have new audiences all through Africa and some in Europe and some in Australia and I don't advertise so that's because you guys are awesome and sharing these episodes so if you want to do one more kind thing for this podcast go to Apple Podcasts say some nice things leave some stars and share these episodes with your friends family Facebook groups um, and your history teachers all right have a great week everyone